Hi guys, um, I made a mistake in the podcast, um, and this announcement would also be at the end of the podcast as well as well as the beginning. Um, I called uh, the person who runs the coalition by his wrong name. It's Rod Ferguson. I apologize. His name is not Todd Ferguson. Again, Rod Ferguson is the head of the coalition, the team that created Gears 5, Gears of War 4, and remastered it as well. So thank you for allowing me to uh, clean up this mistake. Um, And yeah, you'll hear this in the beginning and the end as well. Again, welcome to the Game of Life show. Bye. Welcome to another edition of the Gamer Life Show. I am your host, editor-in-chief of thekingslayer.com, Elijah Murray. Um, I wanted to begin this episode by updating you guys on the new format. Um, So part of the gaming site of thekingslayer.com is that we cover the entire lifestyle of gaming. Up until now, the podcast has mainly been about gaming without anything else in between. And so what we're going to do is, from now on, I'll add in a couple of things from the tech side or from the lifestyle side that you may want to be aware of. Like today, we're going to discuss the new Air Jordans and Orbi. Orbi is a Wi-Fi system built by Netgear, which is super duper cool that I wanted to talk about. And this adds to your lifestyle, whether you're a gamer or you're just somebody into tech or you're a dad or you're a brother or you're a mom or a sister and you listen to this podcast. So without further ado, I want to bring on the next topic. I'll see you in a bit. So, last Friday, if you are a ultimate member of Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass, you were able to get um, to play Microsoft Game Studios, um, the coalition, the development team from Microsoft's um, Game Studios, um, their new title, Gears of War 5, aptly titled just Gears 5. The reason why it's called Gears 5 was um, since last generation, Gears of War was one of the top selling and top most popular games on the Xbox 360. And it was developed by Epic Games. Yes, Epic Games, the same Epic Games that have made um, Fortnite the most popular game on the planet. Well, before Fortnite, they made a little game called Gears of War. And since that time, Gears of War, which had been published by Microsoft, was a Microsoft property. Yeah, because they funded the game. And from there, their key game director, Todd Ferguson, he left and went over to Bioshock Development over at 2K Game Studios. This was years in between. 
This is when Epic Games was going through major change. And believe it or not, you may not know this person's name, but you've definitely seen his work. Cliff Belinsky, who right now is out of gaming for a while and has been quiet since his own studio had um, failed one of their first releases. And it's been a long time since we've heard anything from him. But Gears of War, through all of that, was a franchise that never skipped a beat. Somehow, some way, through all of Epic Games' transition from creating Unreal Engine 3 to um, becoming a partner with Tencent and thus moving on to greener pastures and different team members uh, leaving. Somehow, some way, Todd Ferguson found himself back at Gears of War. And in this respect, as studio head of the coalition, which is now one of Microsoft's best and biggest and brightest um, studios. If you've been living under a rock, I'd like to back up a bit. Last year, Microsoft announced that they were buying several studios, but the coalition was already in the building. They just needed great leadership. They were a talented group of developers who at one point early in the last late generation they were tasked with trying to build the next big IP and they apparently had a new IP all ready to go but when Todd Ferguson came aboard and he spoke with Microsoft about taking on Gears of War at this point Microsoft was open to letting Gears of War be built by an external studio and instead Todd Ferguson found some synergy with the coalition and became the head there and thus he became one of the first I'd say really the first um, new guard of Microsoft Game Studios and he was tasked with trying to reboot Gears of War and this is where we end up today last week Friday with Gears 5 releasing Ferguson came aboard the coalition one of the things that he knew he wanted to do was get people excited about Gears of War and it didn't take long for him to do that apparently a lot of the developers there you know loved the franchise they knew what it was valuable and they knew what it was worth to gamers and so what Todd Ferguson did that was very smart in terms of executive leadership is He first said, hey, you guys, a lot of you guys worked on Gears of War. Some of you didn't, and you guys are all talented. But I think we need to be able to look at Gears of War in a brand new way. And instead of him jumping directly into what would have been Gears 4, the team set out to reconstruct the first Gears of War game and do so in a much more remastered version. What this did for game Um, the coalition and for the game was it got them familiarized with what Gears of War was all about and thus they were able to put out an incredible remaster 
of the first Gears of War game looked beautiful. Um, not only that, the game was later patched for the Xbox One X, and now you can get it in 4K. And from there, they were able to enter into Gears of War 4. And this is very important because Gears of War 4 marks the end of Marcus Phoenix, who was the lead character in Gears of War and his team as the leads. Instead, putting his son, JD, and his group of friends in charge. But what Microsoft and what the coalition did that was very smart was they didn't kill off the lineage. They didn't kill off Marcus Phoenix, who became a super popular character. In fact, Gears of War is next to Halo is perhaps one of the most popular franchises that Microsoft has is in, it, in its in its um, stable. And Marcus Phoenix is just as um, as uh, I'd say star studded as the Master Chief is for Halo. And what this did that was really really cool was it established a way for Microsoft to enter into a brand new vision for Gears of War. And it allowed the coalition to create something brand new and fresh. But again, they didn't want to alienate gamers. And so when they built Gears of War 4, even though it had a brand new cast of characters, and even though Marcus Phoenix was there and the storyline was different, they made it much more of a family game, if that's to be believed. Again, let me back up for one second. Gears of War is absolutely a gore fest. It is a shoot 'em up game with third person perspective, and it mastered cover and shoot gameplay. In fact, Gears of War is the reason why the, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 generation, we saw so many games have the cover and shoot mechanic, but none, none executed the cover and shoot mechanic the way that Gears of War did. And Gears of War Ultimate and Gears of War 4 refined that. They refined it in a way where the gameplay was still rich. The gameplay was still um, uh, Gears. But funny enough, because of the, the idea of what exclusive should be, Gears of War 4 was met with somewhat controversial um, reviews, but nonetheless, it was still a solid game, overall getting an 84, 85, or an 86, something like that, on Metacritic. Um, nonetheless, what the Coalition set out to do was not totally break away from the Gears formula, but introduce us into a new way of telling the Gears of War story through gameplay. So how do we get to Gears 5? Well, Gears 5 is the continuation of JD, Dell, and Kate's story. These are the three main characters of Gears of War 4, and now Gears of War 5. In fact, Gears of 5, which is called, and I keep saying Gears of War 5, and I apologize for that, but it's aptly titled just Gears 5, removing the of from the title but it's still the same title in terms of tradition and in the franchise. But the game focuses on the lead female character. Her name is Kate, but it doesn't forget the other characters. And going back again 
to the family aspect of a game that has horror elements, that has cover and shoot elements, that has a bit of exploration. Gears 5 tells a bold story. Not only does it tell a bold story, it showcases where the team at the Coalition has new ideas. Not only that, they've been able to pack in with different modes outside of the main campaign from multiplayer to horde um, game modes that are rich and just replayable over and over and over again the game just has a certain weight to it now how does this play into Microsoft Studios well for the past generation of the Xbox One and the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S Microsoft has been playing catch up so to speak with the idea or the identity that Sony with the PlayStation 4 and their storied um, game studios has had. I think it's a little bit, um, I think there's more to the story than just um, what we've been able to see and what this generation has played out to be. I think that uh, a lot of the conversation around gaming has affected um, the way Gears of War and other titles from Microsoft's first party game studios this generation have been viewed and have been played but it, make no mistake about it Sony's PlayStation 4 is the dominant console selling close to over perhaps even, I believe 100 million consoles and having some of the best first party games stands on its own but at the same time, I believe Microsoft has had a strong argument to, with some of their titles. And Gears 5 proves that even more so. And the state of where I'm going to go with this next statement is exactly why Gears of War 5 or Gears 5 by the Coalition is a stamp on quality. It's not just a stamp on quality. It's an entry where Microsoft can have a real solid conversation that their studios and what they represent as Xbox or I would say Microsoft Studios is going to be headed. So what makes Gears 5 special? Well, I touched on for a second that there's been a transition um, from the original Gears games to the new generation and new blood. What is significant really here in Gears 5 does a fantastic job, not only technically, graphically. Um, Digital Foundry did a uh, comparison and a, and a tech analysis of just what was going on technically with Gears 5 and they've been blown away gamers who've played the game even those reviewers who reviewed it low and those who reviewed it high one of the takeaways and the main consistent takeaways is that the game is absolutely gorgeous it's a tour de force it shows the prowess of the coalition as a game studio to technically dig into a game and really pull out all the stops using the updated Unreal Engine 4 the game showcases uh, a vibrancy and different landscapes and different environments that have just blown you away 
if you have a 4K TV and you have the higher end um, Xbox One X, you get to experience this in a way that most gamers won't on a regular Xbox One S or even the base Xbox One. And if you have a PC, despite some of the issues that some gamers have met with, it's one of the most gorgeous games out there ever built. But back to what's important for me anyway, and that's the story. Because for much of this generation, a lot of a lot has been made that Microsoft just can't make, um, or the game studios can't make a single-player game experience that is just bar none unbelievable to play and unbelievable of an experience. But Gears of Gears Five, I should say again, Gears Five nips that conversation in the bud. It does so in a very subtle way. One way is that you also have a third character that you play with named Jack, who, if anyone has played Gears of War in the past, knows that it's an AI robot that follows you around. But this time, that robot is active in combat in the gameplay with you, adding a strategic element that was never there before. The set pieces that the Coalition uses are unparalleled in terms of their eviscerated way of pulling you in and making you feel a part of the gameplay you add in some of the environmental effects that were carried over from gears of war 4 which introduced that and you see where the coalition is starting to go with the evolution of gears they're they're opening up the gameplay but they're doing it in a way that doesn't abandon what Gears of War is all about, which is about cover shooting mechanics and getting up and close and personal using the shotgun. Again, this isn't a game for kids in terms of the way it looks because there's a lot of gore, but the gameplay plays out in such a strong and strategic way that it doesn't get in the way of the story and the story doesn't get in the way of the game. And that's what makes it so amazing. That's what makes it such a new catalyst for Microsoft Game Studios. And with Halo Infinite set to come out next year, and subsequent other studios working on games within Microsoft Game Studios, it's a beacon. And this is where we get to a place where we talk about the news, which I would call the reviews, and how the conversation around gaming has clouded I'd say a little bit of the judgment because if you play the game and by all accounts the disparaging and and, and, and parody of reviews and and the desperate nature of some versus others shows you that this isn't a game that offers you a black and white view it's not even a game that offers you a great point it's just a great game and it, it makes you wonder just why for most intent and purposes there is a contingency of the gaming community that is looking to bring the game down and i've tried to say it a different way um for the past uh, 10 minutes but i had to get to the meat and potatoes and say it's been reviewed wrong by many game sites and it's one of the reasons why we at the kingslayer.com when I would say about six or, or seven years ago, we decided to stop reviewing games. And the main reason is because game reviews today are used as a marketing or a strategic ploy by different publications 
to either hype a game up or to bring it down and score knowing that it affects different developers and different publishing houses in terms of bonuses and things of that nature not only that it also affects the marketing and how different publications get access to marketing materials or access to a particular game i didn't want to go there but i didn't want to use gears 5 as the only umbrella game to bring this topic up and it's a great thing that we don't do reviews but it's also one of the things that as a gamer lifestyle publication, we talk about games from the perspective of how they fit into your world. And Gears 5 fits in in a place where we don't have these types of action games anymore. We don't have these big budget titles that take risk. And for all intents and purposes, it's almost as if it walks a whole different dog. I mean, first of all, it has a lead protagonist that tends to be that happens to be a woman not only happens to be a woman she happens to be a, a minority woman a diverse woman her name is kate diaz there's something that gears 5 does on so many different levels that allows a new growth of diversity not only in gameplay but in character development that the reviews just don't talk about they just don't highlight and although this is not a review this is much more about a lifestyle conversation of how this game fits into your gaming library as an action game, whether you play on a PlayStation or PC or an Xbox or even on a Switch. And that's where we go further. We ask the question, can Microsoft Game Studios and even the Coalition live up to something that they've created? And Gears five leaves that open in such a great way that it's not about the future being bright it's about where can the studio go the coalition where can gears of, of gear six go and just how open is this universe and it also is a challenge will microsoft games be actually reviewed for the type of games that they are as opposed to games that they're expected to be and that's really what it comes down to there seems to be this invisible or unspoken expectation of microsoft game studios that doesn't exist on other developers or doesn't exist on other publishers it's almost like they're supposed to succeed in a way that no one else is supposed to succeed and at the same time there's this venomous undertone to the reviews there's this undertone to the conversation that just lends a heavy air of thick musk and just bile vile and i'm sorry to say it like that but if you've been on social media and you've read some of the tweets and some of the indignation that has come gears five's way it just doesn't compute when you play the game and have the experience that i myself and many others have had We'll continue in a bit. By now you can tell that I've had an issue with the way Gears of War 5 or Gears 5 has been um, reviewed. And 
as you notice, I didn't pick any publication. Um, I didn't go after any of my peers from an editor standpoint. I just don't agree with what's been stated. At the same time, I, I understand that everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And just because I think that the game is a fantastic experience for those of us who love action games or those of us who love games that have their own personality, that have their own identity and are not ashamed of being themselves, doesn't mean that I totally and wholeheartedly disagree with every single reviewer. Everyone has a right to play the games that they want to play and experience them in the way that they've experienced them. And have the type of uh, POV that they want at the same time with that being said it's easy to see that there's a disparity if you read any of the reviews and and you notice um, what Gears of War 5 is being or Gears 5 again is being lauded for on one hand on the other hand it's being as if eviscerated on for for it for it's trying to do new things at the same time you can almost tell those who really played the game and, and and experienced the game fully versus those who've lightly touched the game or have gone through the game methodically as if it were medicine that they had to drink um on a saturday morning before they watched their cartoons it just didn't go down well for them and this is where the lifestyle of a gamer comes into play it's where the lifestyle of the conversation of gaming comes in is that these games didn't fit their lifestyle it wasn't something that they were into and for that reason and that reason alone in many respects you'd have to take a lot of the negative reviews with a grain of salt this is one of those games where you you really want to try it for yourself you want to experience the game for yourself you want to experience the characters on their journey you want to experience the relationships that are fragmented at the seams you want to experience the fact that there is a old guard who still humbly stands above you and gives you a walking hand into this new adventure that you're going through this new problem that you're facing and it's a humbling and, and, and a heartfelt story as well. Now, is it the greatest story ever told in gaming or is it the greatest story ever told in fictional art? Absolutely not. But that's where the gameplay comes into play. That's where the stickiness of Gears 5 makes its debut in such a fashion that you just can't do anything but behold it. And the technical achievements that have taken place within the game just bring it all together like a magic piece of glue or i'd say without trying to segue but really trying to segue like a brand new pair of jordans they just look majestic they just bring everything together like a swoosh and you can check it off so what do i think of gears of five well if there's any indication by my conversation in this podcast i think you're well aware that i think highly of the game and again, I owe no ill will towards the reviewers, and I'm, again, a staunch supporter of individuality and having your own perspective. Um, my perspective is that not everything is for everybody, but Gears 5 deserves more than what it's been getting.
mentioned earlier about uh, the pair of Jordans. <laughs> so I got to take a look at the new Air Jordans that are coming out. And I wanted to actually read off some stuff and, and give you a perception about what they look like and just their just amazing awesomeness. Um, if you're a gamer who's into fashion of any kind, um, you can check us out um, as soon as we get back up with the site. Um, there's a portion of our, our, our website called Gamer Fresh, and we dedicate that to fashion and lifestyle of the gamer. And the new Air Jordan basketball shoe is amazing. It's built around what they call the Eclipse Plate. Um, it's Nike's um, lightest shoe ever. Um, it's built on pieces of the Zoom Air technology and has two PBX pieces. Um, and it removes non-essential materials such as foam so that the shoe has a new focus. It might be the best looking pair of Jordans that I've seen in years to be quite honest with you. And the one thing about me is if anybody who knows me knows that I don't wear Jordans, I probably wore on the Jordan brand um, sneakers um, probably maybe three times in my life, but actually owning a pair of Michael Jordan Air Jordan sneakers, I've, to this day, um, I've never owned a pair but these new Air Jordans probably will be the first pair of Jordans I actually go out and seek and want to wear. They're my kind of shoe. They're, there's a techie side to it. There's also a classic silhouette. Um, there's also a fashion sensibility to it that just fits. Um, yeah, they'll go for about $180, which is an... Um, which in today's uh, day of buying sneakers fits right in line. It's, it's expensive, yeah, but it's expensive in a way that offers a taste value for those who are sneaker lovers and those who um, look at sneakers from a more fashionable and technical standpoint. So that's what we have for you for Gamer Fresh. Also, I want to talk to you guys about Orbit. Orbi, sorry about that. Orbi is Wi-Fi um, that is built by Netgear, and it's meant to unify um, and stream at a high quality without buffering. So if you're like me and you live in a, an apartment where there are a lot of walls and there's a lot of doors, it's hard for Wi-Fi signals to move around in a way where you're getting the most accurate um, connection. And as a gamer who plays with his um, system actually plugged into his router, um, I've always been looking for a Wi-Fi system that brings it all together. And um, I love to be able to check out this new Orbi. Um, it connects to your phone. Um, it offers a way to blanket the home with steady Wi-Fi. So wherever you are in the house, uh, multiple people can be on the system and it's going to run fast, maximizing the use of bandwidth. Um, it's not a commercial of any kind, but I'm so eager to try and use it. And Netgear did something smart here. They, they didn't put their logo or name on it. And it's funny how tech tends to have now this brand allegiance to it. And people are much more willing to try out the newest, latest gadget 
that doesn't quite have a brand name but has a brand name connected to it um and i'm curious to see how it works and also one more thing since it's full um everybody's gotta have that one great drink um little book bourbon (laughs) um the little book line is a creation by eighth generation distiller um freddie no um i am i've always been a connoisseur of alcohol um premium alcohol i used to work at a wine shop as a young man um and i was taught by a really um famous and well-known um restaurateur and wineologist and Although I don't drink as much as I used to, I still keep a good eye out for a good bottle of wine. And I'm really looking to see when, at some point, that I can try a little book bourbon. Um, Having a good bourbon, to me, sometimes can be better than having a good whiskey. Uh, I know that's blasphemous in certain areas, but that's just how I like to roll sometimes. Um, so this one is chapter three in a series, and it's the first Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, it's comprised of a, a nine-year-old Knob Creek, um, a 12-year-old um, Baker's, and a nine-year-old Basil Hayden. Um, if you know that, that's a good blend of some real good stock right there. <laughs> but anyway, um, a lot of us gamers, we tend to hang out, especially if you've been around us at different um, events or whatever, drinking um, and having a good shot of a a, a good uh, uh, liquor or even wine or even having a beer. It's kind of standard stuff. So if you're looking to hang out with your new friends or hang out with your old friends or just toasting yourself up on your new podcast or listening to this podcast, you might want to look into um, a little book bourbon um, because it's definitely going to be on my shelf soon. And for me, I'm out. That's another episode of the Game of Life show. Um, Do take a chance, like I said earlier, and take a look if you have an Xbox or an Xbox One, Xbox 360 or Xbox One S or Xbox One X. Um, You may want to also look into um, getting the Ultimate Game Pass. You can get that for a dollar from Microsoft and I mean experience Gears 5 for yourself at this point in time I think it'll be a great experience for you alright alright I'll see you guys later I'm Elijah Murray editor-in-chief of the Kingslayer.com and welcome to another episode of the Game of Life show mistake in the podcast um and this announcement would also be at the end of the podcast as well as well as the beginning um i called uh the person who runs the coalition by his wrong name it's rod ferguson i apologize his name is not todd ferguson again rod ferguson is the head of the coalition the team that created gears 5 gears of war 4 and remastered it as well so thank you for allowing me to uh clean up this mistake 
Um, and you know, you wear this in the beginning and the end as well. Again, welcome to the Game of Life show. Bye. Thank you.